0: I was listening to a podcast the other day talk about this idea of decision making, how to do decision making better, how to be a better decision maker, and it it brought up the point that we don't really study this in our society. Uh, maybe unless you're in a major in college of some sort, that. You know, it's it's a study where you need to understand the power of decision making or what that looks like. Typically, this is not a skill that that we're teaching, especially our young kids, which is probably the most important skill you can have is how to make a decision. Decision making. uh, Is a cause of anxiety, because whenever you're making a decision, what you have in front of you, you have two different choices. You, you've come to a fork in the road. Every decision means you've come to some kind of a fork in the road. You can decide one way, you can decide other. There are some decisions where there's several forks in the road, right? And you've got option a, option B, option C, option D, option E, option a, right. Those are hard to make, but usually it comes down to and, and even in those moments, pretty quickly, just following your gut instinct, you can narrow it down to about you know two or three decisions. But still, those, uh, those decisions cause anxiety. I wrote something in my little, my little note, my, my iPhone, my iPhone notes the other day I was making, uh, I've, I've got this little, this little tab, I guess you call it in my notes where I write down idea ideas about what to talk about with you, um, on JC thoughts. And, and, On this day, and I I don't know what day it was that I wrote this, but I was thinking about this idea of anxiety, leadership and anxiety, the workplace and anxiety, employees and anxiety, management and anxiety. And on this day, probably I was struggling with a decision. And here's what I said. And again, I'll try to define this because some of these words may not make sense because usually I just pick up the phone and I start talking in it. I said these words, the causes of anxiety Coming to a fork in the road, unsure of the success of each path, coming up to something difficult, an obstacle of some sort, uncharted territory. The fork in the road is always toughest because you just can't know the outcome. That's what I wrote down. And I was picturing, again, I have said this before, that I believe life is like a mountain. The farther up you want to go, the harder it gets, the harder the terrain becomes, the weather becomes, all of the elements working against you. I don't believe this. I want to make this very clear. I don't believe the universe is against you. I don't believe God's against you. However, you see the higher power. I don't think that any of that's against you. I think the elements of the life in which we live are simply working against us. Look at... uh, a year and a half ago, I watched this episode on Netflix that, that 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 took a camera, a camera crew, and they went under the water, and they were studying life under the water. And the biggest takeaway I took from that, and it was supposed to be kind of a peaceful, awe-inspiring, I, and the only thing I took away, and I said that, man, life is war. And what we see on top of the ocean is this beautiful rippling waves and sunsets going down over the water. I went out the other day with a friend and watched a beautiful Sunday, uh, a sunset. I, I live here in San Diego. Watch the beautiful sunset uh, just the other night. Oh my God, I've never seen it. The sun crest above the water. I'd never seen anything like it. And and it was beautiful. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, the ocean's so peaceful out there. Dive deep underneath the ocean and see what happens. It's war underneath there. It's war. I'm totally off subject here but life is war right and so for us as you're climbing up the mountain i see life as a mountain so you're going to come into these things that are difficult obstacles that are out there and uncharted territory that's out there and you have a decision to make and and and, and one of the mindsets i have is that you can make a decision to go forward or you can make a decision to go back, or you can find the fork in the road and you can make a decision. But here but, but here's the reality: we never know what the outcome's gonna be. We never know what, what the outcome is, and that's what causes the anxiety. I I posted something the other day and it says the price of clarity is anxiety. The price of clarity is anxiety, and here's what what happens most of the time: people come to the fork in the road. Or they come up to an obstacle, they come up to a, a, you know, they're climbing the mountain, and they come up to this uh, uncharted territory, they, they come up to something difficult, there's no path forward. And what do we do? We go back to base camp. We, we turn back around and we go back to ba- because it's comfortable there. There are other people there. There are fires going there. Life is more comfortable there. And we, you know, we're facing the anxiety in the moment. And we say, man, this is too much anxiety. Uh, I, I don't know the direction. So let me just go backwards instead of going forwards. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it talked about this. And one of the things that resonated with me there's a lot of things in that podcast I honestly didn't understand. I, I, I think it was on the art of manliness, which is an incredible podcast by the way. I highly recommend you check it out. But they were t- they had a guest on. They were talking about decision making, and she used the uh, she used the analogy of small decisions. If you're at a restaurant and, and this happens, we have uh, certain decisions that we make, and and you know do I do you know do I have the chicken? Do I have the fish? And sometimes we we agonize over that decision, uh, and, and and then there are bigger decisions. Do I take this job, which means moving two thousand miles away, but it's a huge pay you know a huge uh, uh, pay increase, better for our family, but it means uprooting everything, or do I stay here and have the life that we have, but uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not being, you know, I'm I'm not being promoted. That's a big choice. Other choices: Do I stay with my spouse? Do I leave my spouse? Okay. So, what are all the benefits of staying? What are all the, you know, benefits of leaving? What are all the the negatives of staying? What are all the negatives? Right. So these are. So the what she was saying is that the bigger the choice, the more thought needs to go into it. And here's what she said that really got me. I thought about this, uh, and she obviously said that for smaller choices you need to be able to make them fast. If it's the the chicken or fish. Just make a decision. Why? Because, and here's what she said, when you think 90 days down the road, six months down the road, one year down the road, is that decision you're going to make, is it going to make a difference? Fast forward one year and where will you be happy? What, what decision did you make that day in this moment right now, as you're trying to make a decision a year from now, what will you look back and say, okay, I'm I'm happiest and satisfied and uh, more grateful about this decision that I made. I made the right decision. I'm happy with the person I am because of this decision I made. So if you're thinking about fish or chicken, you're going to forget that. You know, a year from now, you won't even remember the restaurant you went to. You won't remember anything about it unless it was a just a phenomenal experience, maybe a date that you were on, or something that you know, you and your partner, you and your spouse, whatever you did, something that was incredible. Maybe you'll remember that, but you you're not gonna remember if you ate the chicken. The decision between staying with your spouse, leaving your spouse a year from now, that's still gonna make that's still gonna make a decision. A decision to pick up and move across the country for a pay increase. A year from now, that's going to have repercussions. So you think about that. So, in the middle of the anxiety, and I guess here's the point I'm trying to make, and then I'll let you go for the day. Here's the point I'm trying to make. In the middle of the anxiety, when you've got the fork in the road, look and see, here's the problem. If we're not careful, we think about the immediate impact right now. I had a decision, I've had to, I'm still kind of making this decision right now. And the, one of the questions I'm asking, because this is a pretty major decision, and one of the questions I'm asking right now is, If I make this decision, come December 31st of 2021, uh, there are two decisions I can make. What decision am I going to be happiest about? And then I'm going to fast forward that out December 31st, 2022. Looking back on this decision that I make right now, which decision will bring me more joy and happiness and a settledness, a centeredness within myself? That that right there, uh, that'll help us make the right decision. That'll help us make the right decision. So anxiety, it's just a mandatory part of life. Don't push back like a lot of people do. They get anxiety and they just say, I grew up in a, a kind of a context that looked at anxiety. I grew up in a very religious context. Evangelical religious context. And anxiety was always looked upon as like the opposite of the peace of God or peace of Christ, is what they called it. And so they would make statements like, anytime you have anxiety, that's a sign. It's not what you're supposed to do. And so you have all these mediocre people not doing anything big with their life because they constantly are running from anxiety. And really, what anxiety is just simply telling you, hey, you have a fork in the road, you have something new in front of you, you have uncharted territory in front of you, make a decision. And how do you make that decision? Well, there's a lot of ways, and I won't go into all those today. At some point, we'll look at this idea of decision making because it's very important. You can do decision trees and you kind of map out, you know, you know, what are all the potential consequences of this choice? What are all the potential consequences of this choice? And you just run it all the way out, map it all the way out. Try to look, you know, Ray Dalio talks about this in principles. Look at um, first order consequences, second order, thir- uh, uh, second order consequences, third order consequences. And that's kind of like a decision tree. What are all the consequences that, are, that could happen right now when I make the decision? But based on this decision, what about consequences next week or two weeks? And what about consequences six months, a year from now? Right. So, you gotta, so there are ways to make decisions that will help you as you make a decision. As you become smarter, your instinct grows. You'll learn to follow your gut. But at the beginning, if you're really struggling, ask yourself this question when you're facing anxiety because of the decision in front of you, because of a fork in the road and you can't know the outcome for either one of them. Ask yourself the question. One year from now. On each this de- based on this decision, which decision will I feel most proud about myself? Proud of myself, most centered, most happy and have the belief that I am on the right path. And then that's the direction you go that's the direction you go. And you will know instinctively. And again, what that does is it takes you out of, you know, circumstances right then and there, right? And you're able to lift up and say, okay, a year from now, I'm going to feel really great about this decision. And then even if it means, let's say you're in a, a relationship, okay, let's go back to the spouse issue. And you're in a really tough part, a really tough season in your partnership in your marriage and this could go for business as well too when we talk about partnerships you're in a really tough season with that relationship whatever it is it's easy to say i want to quit right now but if you rise up you elevate yourself and you say okay a year from now what will be the decision that i feel best about more than likely that's the decision you need to make so when you're i i I guess the final point of all of this is when you're thinking in terms of anxiety, when you're struggling with anxiety in the moment, understand this. Anxiety is the price of clarity for clarity. That's really important for you to understand. So think about that. And then number two, elevate yourself out of it. Okay. What's the best decision that I'm going to feel about a year from now? that takes you out of the situation, takes you out of the problem and helps you see more of a bird's eye view of your life. And you may be, you may be able to push through on that day in those circumstances because of uh, what you, um, you know, of what you're going through. So with anxiety, think long-term. I understand that for people with real anxiety issues, panic attacks, all that, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to lessen this idea of anxiety, but some of the anxiety that you and I face is because of a decision we need to make. And sometimes we avoid making that decision, avoid, 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 as opposed to walking through that anxiety. And Sometimes you got to spend a few days in the anxiety as you're trying to make the decision. But one of the questions that could help you get out of it is say a year from now, 18 months from now, what will I feel? And maybe even dive out even further five years from now, a decade from now, When I look back on this, especially, and I'm talking for the big decisions, chicken or fish, who cares? Choose one, right? If you don't like it, go back to the restaurant next week and get the other one. Major life decisions, major leadership decisions, major management decisions. A decade from now, what will I feel most uh, proud of in terms of making this decision? And then make that decision. And I will tell you, I'm not speaking from a lot of experience here. I have. I can think right now as I'm saying this, there's even a sense of guilt is not the right word, but there's a sense of sadness within my own self because I have not always made decisions like this. And I can think back to relationships, choices I made, where if I would have stopped right then and said, hey, a decade from now, what will I feel most proud about doing and have done that Right, Because a decade, boy, that brings a lot of perspective because you realize, let's say it's a relationship. The person you're with, they're going to grow and change and evolve. You're going to grow and change and evolve. And maybe you'll end up growing apart. Right, The partnership you're in, the, the business you're in, all of that could happen. But it could also go the opposite direction where you grow closer together. The partnership gets even deeper. You take off. You're thinking about leaving the business today and you realize, you know what, if I would have held on for another decade, if, if I would have held on to this for a long period of time, maybe this thing would have worked out. Push through the anxiety and how you do that. Elevate yourself. Go up and see from a year perspective. See from five years. See from a decade. And if you're really brave, see from a lifetime perspective. When I'm on my deathbed one day, when I'm in the final chapter, not even the final chapter, I'm on the final page of my life and I can see the end coming. What will I be most proud of way back to that decision that I'm getting ready to make? Anxiety, decision-making, long-term thinking. Put them all together and see what, see what comes of it. I hope this helps you today. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care.